0: Right, let's get to the business of the day, which is the Word of God. We are on the, the same topic, seated and sealed. I love it. Uh, it really inspires my soul. Uh, this morning, I am talking to us about living for Christ. I know last week we did look at that we have the high priest. We don't need any other. We don't need anything to stand for us before God. Jesus did it once and for all. Ladies and gentlemen, all we do and everything we shall do in this life and in the life to come is based on Christ Jesus and what he did on the cross. Finish. It's not based on any man. It's not based on any religion. It's not based on any day. It's not based on anything else but Jesus. If your focus as a believer is not Jesus, you will not be able to please God. Because what pleases God is faith, and the faith is authored by Jesus Christ. So if your focus is not on Jesus, forget about talking about faith because there is no faith outside Jesus. He is the author and perfecter of our faith. So everything is about Jesus Christ. Christianity is about Jesus Christ. If you remove Jesus Christ, it becomes religion. If you're coming to church on Sunday is just coming to church without Jesus, it is religion and religion shall not save you shall not take you anywhere. It does not forgive your sins. It doesn't. Religion has no heaven. The way to the kingdom and the way to heaven is the man called Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Now I can start my watch. Right. Let's begin. First, second Corinthians chapter five, verse 15. That's where we are living for Christ living for Jesus that's what we are after this morning and he died for all that those who live might no longer live for themselves but for him who for their sake died and was raised that those who live might no longer live for themselves but for him who for their sake died And was raised. You see, Jesus died for our sins, congratulations. But he also died that he be glorified in you and in the manner you conduct yourselves. You know, when Jesus died on the cross, Revelation chapter 5, yes, the Bible says he purchased us. From every tribe, every nation, every language, every tongue, everything you can think of and made us kings and priests unto God. So we reign in this life with him. You see, his death was taking you and me and making us his own for his glory. Because after all, we are his. Because after all, we were his before we fell. The enemy stole us from him by the sin of Abraham. Sorry, Adam. And he came and bought by himself what was his for his glory. So your life as a believer is no longer about you, but him. Who is the beginning and the end. It's about him who died for you. You see, it's nice that the Bible says you died with him, but you did not feel the pain of the death. Hello? Yeah, physically you were not in the garden of Gethsemane. Physically you were not at the courtyard. you were there. He is the one who felt the pain. He's the one who was beaten to the point that his body was defamed. And after beating him that severely, they made him carry the cross and you were there. And then a man in the flesh came and represented humanity to carry the cross. Simon of Cyrene. Forget it that he was representing Africa. He represented humanity. And carried to the cross. Yeah? And you were there. You participated. But when he hung on the cross, it was him. And he felt the pain by himself on your behalf. So that when you believe in him, you will no longer live unto yourself, but unto his glory. The life of a believer, ladies and gentlemen, is a life that is lived in a manner that always looks up to him. The pain he suffered, the anguish, the agony, the humiliation, the distress. The Bible says he was so depressed and distressed to the point of sweating blood. So he would redeem you so that when you have believed in him, you live for him. So that your life here glorifies him. Not only that, not only by coming to a church service on Sunday. No, every minute of your life, where you are, can they see Jesus? Can he see himself in you? That's living for Jesus. Are you with me this morning? You no longer live for yourself. That means you have now been liberated from your own self, from your selfish desires, from your humanistic point of view of things. Now your point of view of things is Jesus. When I explain anything else, and if I don't quote Jesus, I have not glorified him. When I teach anything else and I do not quote Jesus, here is Jesus. I have not spoken on his behalf. Are you with me this morning? When I walk throughout this life and do whatever I do and I have not referenced to him and to the cross, to his dying and to his resurrection... I have not witnessed for him. Our calling and our assignment is to witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. And we do it through our living, our lifestyle, our associations, our everything. If we were to do a weekly test this morning here, what do you understand by living for Christ? Just write a paragraph. I'm not sure how long the paragraph will but maybe it will be there. You get what I'm talking about? We have an assignment. We have a calling. Paul says in Ephesians chapter 4, he, say, he talks about, i being the prisoner, therefore, of the Lord Jesus Christ. I beseech you, therefore, to walk worthy the calling by which you are called. And what are you called to do? To live for Jesus. That's the, the final part of the calling of a believer to live for Christ. We are in the world, but we are not of this world. We are of Jesus. And our living is for Him, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let's read my second scripture to emphasize on this. Let's go. That is Philippians 3, verse 7 and 8. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Do you have verse 8? Right. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. Look at this selflessness in this Christian believer called Paul. Everything else is rubbish. Man, this is an educated man. This is a lawyer. Yeah, this man was learned. This man once had influence before he became Paul, But he left everything and counted it rubbish. So he could gain the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ and live for Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, to live for Jesus, it means that we are going to abandon a number of things. And the first thing we will abandon is ourselves. Because whatever withholds you from living for Jesus is not your neighbor, it's not the devil. The devil, yeah? It's not him, no, but it's you, yourself. That's what withholds you. If you don't abandon yourself, the living for Jesus becomes a religious thing. You choose when and when not to. Are you kidding me this morning? Let's read again verse 7 up to verse 8. To make emphasis. But whatever gain I had, it doesn't matter the gain you have. You are called to live for Jesus. The challenge is what Brother Clive was explaining in the morning. That in the Christian world, in the kingdom of God, losing is not losing, but is gaining. Please, the kingdom does not function like the world Stop understanding kingdom precepts and concepts and the principles in the manner of the world. In the world, you lose, you lose. But in the kingdom, what I lose deliberately, eh, I gain. Pressed down. Shaken together. Running over. That's the Principle. Did Paul lose anything? Apart from losing himself, he gained himself in a better version. You will never get to that better version of KK of yourself or whoever your name is if you don't want to lose this ordinary you. So you can walk in the extraordinary you, the supernatural you. It's waiting for you. There is a better you if you could let go the current you and live for Jesus. So I counted as loss for the sake of Jesus. Not my sake, but for the sake of Christ. It's loss. Because I want to live for this man called Jesus. I wanted to say it in my language. Uyang Sparker. You see, he sparks me. <laughs> are you with me this morning? Yeah. He inspires me. He makes me feel like running mate. That's who he is and that's what he does to an individual. He increases your passion for everything. When you are living for it. Are we there? Verse 8. I'm making emphasis. Indeed, I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worthy of knowing Christ, Jesus my Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't live for Christ, you will not know him. Because living for him requires that you seek him every day. You seek his knowledge. You know him. You don't know Jesus by Google. You don't know Jesus by your prophet, by your pastor, by your man of God, or anything else. You know Jesus by your individual pursuit of Jesus. How hungry are you for Jesus? How determined are you to pursue him? Because the world has different versions of Christ. You must know the right version. Yeah? Yeah? Listen to me. The church, let me not say the church because I'll be lying up if I say the church. But let me say religions, they present Jesus the way they want. There's a Jesus in the Catholic sector. There's a Jesus in the Anglican. There's a Jesus in KCC. There's a Jesus there. There's a Jesus in Mapostori. There's a Jesus there. Different kinds of Jesuses. But you and me are pursuing the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the beginning and the end, the one who was, who is, and shall always be, the one who is coming soon, our Savior, our Redeemer, the way, the truth, and the life. There is no other, He is the only one. That's the one you want to pursue. Know Him. Talk to your neighbor and say, Know Him. You, you can't live for Him if you don't know Him. Paul says, I will lose everything to pursue the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because if I don't know him, I might pursue a wrong one. There's nothing as painful as running a wrong race. (laughs) After running, they tell you, no, you're supposed to. Have done APC. This one doesn't count. Go and run again. My goodness, God, all the energy is gone. All the energy is gone. You carry your pack and go home. Because you are now tired. You ran a wrong race. Are you sure you are on the right race? Are you sure you are living for this Jesus who hung on the cross? Are you sure he is the one that you are pursuing? Ladies and gentlemen, every believer must know Jesus. Stop knowing your pastors and know Jesus. I will not be there on the day of judgment for you. Verse will not be there. Clive will not be there. Hey, these big people you run after, the so-called men of God, they will be charged individually. Yeah? And you will also come by yourself. You are not going to give excuses and say, no, but the man of God said, yeah, but what did Jesus say? That's the question. What did the word of God say? Are you with me this morning? I know you are with me. Let's, let's move together. Galatians 2. Galatians 2 verse 20. I'm just, I'm just building. Somebody will put the roof soon. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, in this body, in this world, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. It's no longer I who lives, but Jesus lives for me. I no longer live for myself, I now live for Jesus. That's what Paul is saying, yeah? And when you study the life of Paul, you will see that he indeed, from Damascus experience, began to live for Jesus, not for himself. When you live for Jesus, boldness increases. When you live for Jesus, wisdom increases. When you live for Jesus, arrogance increases. I mean, good arrogance. It increases. When you live for Jesus, you are daring. When you live for Jesus, you don't care about what people think and say, what the world thinks and say. Paul will stand up anywhere and they talk about Jesus. He would stand up anywhere and testify of the goodness of the Lord Jesus. He would preach Jesus everywhere, everywhere. He went all over the place. Ladies and gentlemen, they didn't have, oh, I'm a wonder feet by then. Their wonder feet was I'm a sandals. Yeah? They would only be in a form of transport when they are in the sea, in the voyages. But on land, those guys walked. Those guys had enormous energy, enormous strength because they were no longer using their own energy but the energy of the spirit of God in them. You see, the Holy Ghost energizes you. You begin to do things that you think, ah, in the physical they are impossible because it's no longer you but Christ in you. Are you with me this morning? Your thinking begins to change. Your understanding of things changes. You know, your own value changes. You don't need anyone to weigh your value and confirm your value. You know you are more valued than anything else. If anything at all, you are worth nothing but the blood of Jesus. When you begin to know yourself according to the one you are living for, ladies and gentlemen, life begins to have meaning. Life begins to be better understood and because the life of a believer is a different life. Stop comparing yourself with the men and women of the world. They are living for themselves. They are living for the grave. In the world, they talk of living today and dying tomorrow. In the kingdom, we don't. Yeah? Yeah? We are not thinking of dying tomorrow. Yeah, because we don't die, we sleep. We live with thinking of what to do tomorrow. Yeah, how we will show up for Jesus tomorrow. How we will witness. Hey, In the kingdom of God, death is not a thought. We don't live ourselves looking up to our death, no. We died with Jesus. We live ourselves, our lives looking up to the Lord Jesus Christ. In the world is Farinas. Enjoy today. Tomorrow you are dead. And for sure they die. They die in pleasure. Because that's their focus. But you are different. Talk to your neighbor and say you're different, man. Different. It's no longer you who lives, but Jesus. The life you are living, you are living in the faith and the son of God who loved you and gave himself for you. Why don't you live for such a man? Why do you want to live for a man who beats you up every day? Why do you want to live for some pot who hurts you, who mocks you, who steals from you, who belittles you, who rapishes you? Why do you want to live for such a system when there is a better one that dies for you, that saves you, That gives everything for you. Isn't he a better man? Isn't he a better God, a better Lord? He doesn't take anything from you. He increases you. He gives to you. Whatever you give to him, he gives back. He doesn't withhold anything. I think that's a better Lord, ladies and gentlemen. That's a better man to live for. His name is Jesus. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The one born in a manger by a virgin girl, Mary. He's a better man. Talk to your neighbor and say he's a better deal, man. You are looking for a deal in the city. Jesus is a better deal. Are you with me this morning? A better deal? Yes. There is a deal. If you were looking for one, I've given you the deal. Let's see, you know, our time for preaching is sometimes very short, but uh, let me just give you three things. On top of what I've said, let me just give you three things that I need you to take home. What does this mean? living for Jesus? I've said a lot of things, but let me say this. Number one, it means we have died to sin. We have died to sin and we are now alive in Christ Romans chapter 6 go ahead and read the whole chapter we might not be able to read it here did you did you put it no we might not be able to read so much of it but let me just read maybe a verse in that scripture so we can understand where now Clive where is Romans by the way Romans chapter 6 i finally found it I'm now in Rome. Right. It says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? We who died in sin, how can we live in it when we died in it? Because when Jesus died, we died. We were already dead in our sin and he rose from the dead with us out of our sin, out of the death of our sin. Ladies and gentlemen, sin no longer has a hold on you. You can no longer enjoy sin when you are living for Christ. You are dead into it. To To be dead, to sin, it means that it no longer intrigues you. It no longer inspires you. You hate sin. Because the one you are living for hates sin. And you hate sin. When you are living for Jesus, you love what he loves. You hate what he loves. I mean he hates. You do what he does. You don't do what he doesn't do. He hates sin, you hate sin sin every minute of your life because you are dead unto it. Go and read the whole chapter. I have no time to read the chapter for you. But we are dead to sin and we are alive in Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, in Jesus there is no sin. Yeah. Where we are seated with the Lord Jesus Christ, sin is not allowable. Should you sin Quickly tell the high priest, I have sinned. Forgive me. He wipes it away. Because that is his duty. He is the only mediator between God and man. He is our high priest. Are you with me? His blood still washes clean. His blood still purifies. Don't feel guilty. Don't run away from God because you have committed a sin. He will go back to God. He loves you the way you are. All you need to do is to make a decision, I shall sin no more. And shut your spiritual eye and your physical eye to the things that keep coming. But listen, no matter how anointed you are, you shall be tempted. Because you live in a world of sin. Temptations are there. Mm. But you have the authority, the power to make a decision to fall or not to fall. But when you understand what Jesus has done for you, my goodness, God, you will not bring shame to his name for anything in the world. You will throw away everything. You heard me. Hallelujah. Let's go on to my point number two so I can end well. Living for Jesus, it means that we are pleasing him. Let me put it this way. Pleasing him is our highest goal of our lives. We live to please him. Is Colossians 1 verse 10 up? We live to please him. Pleasing him is the highest goal of our lives, Colossians 1, verse 10. Is it there? Okay, he wants me to read it. Let me read it. I love that. Colossians 1, please write it down and you can read it when you're home. Colossians 1, verse number 10. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Fully pleasing him. Stop your appetite of pleasing men. Stop your appetite of pleasing the world. The two cannot go hand in. You cannot worship God and worship mammon. You cannot worship God and worship men. You cannot worship God and worship the world. Your duty is to walk worthy. Fully pleasing him. Him alone. One. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Are you with me? That's that's who we are. Like I said, never feel self-condemned. The challenge with believers is this self-condemnation. It is a satanic thing. Never bother about your weaknesses. In my weaknesses, his power is made manifest. That's what Paul says. In this body, you shall always be weak. So being weak is not a lack of faith. Excuse me. I don't normally drink water. Yeah. You see, don't be afraid of your weaknesses because that's what keeps a lot of believers not living out for Jesus Christ. Because you hear, you listen too much to the voice of your weaknesses. This, that, 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 and you think, wow, wow, I I can't make it. You can make it. I do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's not about your strength. It's not about you. It's about Jesus. Because you are living for him. All of you here are able. All of you here are good teachers of the word. All of you here are preachers of the word. All of you here can sing. All of you can worship. All of you can do anything. All of you, signs and wonders follow you. All of you can lay hands on the sick and they recover. All of you here can cast out devils and demons because that's the duty of a believer. Amen. So don't feel less anointed. Hey, the anointing is the same. It is called the Holy Spirit of God, He's the same in every believer. Because all of us must live for Jesus. Are you with me this morning? Be fully pleasing to him. I want to end with this. This morning. that, ladies and gentlemen, to live for Jesus is very costly. I think this is one thing we need to understand. It is very costly. It's going to cost you Living for Jesus will cost you. He says no one puts a hand on the plough and looks back is fit for the kingdom. It's gonna cost you. <laughs> it demands attention. It demands focus. It demands determination. It demands you will put away all other things and focus on what you are doing. He says, I have come not even to, to bring you and your mother in law or your daughter in law or whatever to drink tea together and the like. But there's going to be commotion. Not because you hate each other, but for the sake of the kingdom. Yeah? Why are you going to be fighting? Because the spirits are fighting. The spirit in you and the spirit of the world, that is in many The sons of disobedience. Maybe it's your mother-in-law who is antichrist. And you are for Jesus. The truth is you're going to be clashing. Are you with me? Yes. You will clash with your mama, with your baba. Yes, with everyone else. That's the cost of following Jesus, ladies and gentlemen. Living for Jesus is costly. Look at the Bible if you read it and see great men and women who had a lot of things. Stephen was stoned for living for Jesus. The Apostle James was beheaded for living for Jesus. John the Baptist beheaded for living for Jesus. Yeah? Many others, many apostles were martyred for living for Jesus. Paul was several times persecuted and beaten and stoned for living for Jesus. The early church guys were persecuted every day, left, right, and center, for living for Jesus. There are many in the Bible. Many great men and women of faith. Do not be misled to think that when you live for Jesus, the world will cheer you up. The world will antagonize you. The world will come after you. So you better make a choice. Jesus or the world. I don't know what you choose. I choose Jesus. Yeah? Because even when the world beats me up, he mends me up. When the world rejects me, he loves me. Do you know that you and Jesus, you are never lonely? Yeah? Because Jesus is many. Yeah. He is many. He might be one, but he is many. He is the Father. He is the Holy Spirit. He is the angels. He is the host of heaven. So when I have him, I have everyone in heaven with me. Do I care who hates me then? Are you with me this morning? It's costly, but determined in your hearts to live for Jesus. These men and women, they never quit. They never compromised. They never gave up. They never, even a day, desired to quit the faith. They contended for the faith. They stood for the faith. They preached Jesus more and more. The challenge we are facing in the world today is us believers living for Jesus, but choosing when and how to. We love Jesus. But we love compromise. We love fitting in. I am praying to God as I finish. That we will be believers. Who pull themselves out. He pulled you out in Calvary. Now is up to you. To pull yourself out. And be outstanding for him. He is coming again. He's not coming for a losing church, but for a winning church. Let's start winning. It's time. Talk to your neighbor and say, it's time. It's time to start winning. Yeah? Win wherever you are as an individual. Keep fighting. Jesus loves you. Jesus is coming again soon. Hallelujah. Praise God. My time is up. I would have gone for three hours, but my time is up. So thank you very much for learning, for coming to church, for hearing the word. I hope it has inspired you, but in everything else, live out for Jesus. Let's bow our heads and pray. According to our Father, this morning, you continue to be our Father indeed. Our hearts are open to you. There is no other who can speak to us the way you do. No one else who can touch us the way you do. This morning we have touched our spirits, our hearts, our inner men, and we say yes. Increase our faith even as we get into the world throughout this week. We want to make a difference with you and be glorified. Help us to be the salt indeed. And help us to be the light indeed. Help us, Lord, with boldness, great boldness and great faith. We refuse to compromise. We refuse to conform to the standards of the world. We refuse to be like the world. We are like Jesus. We are ambassadors of the Lord Jesus Christ. We give you all praise. We give you all honor. We thank you even as we speak healing to our bodies, to our minds, to our relatives and everyone else. We stand against the work of darkness, against our families, our children, In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we thank you and we honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.